Hello and welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Dina Austin, the empowerment boudoir photographer, the mama five, the cussing boudoir photographer, the outdoor enthusiast, the lady with the chickens, and yeah, that's me. So I've been busy and I just thought that it'd be great to come on and do a podcast while I'm sitting here. I was just getting done doing a few things for my business, you know, doing the normal things, you know, getting things ready for ladies coming in, setting myself ready for the week. Um, week is ending, you know, the kids are going to be home for the weekend. And I've been really doing a lot, a lot of just thinking. And we, when we do this, it sometimes fires up something deep inside you. You know, ever sat there and all of a sudden you're doing great. And then all of a sudden um, you come along to something where you see this change again. And I know, I know when, you know, thing with change is when you start really evolving and you start really looking into yourself and you start doing self growth and you're really trying to get mentally healthy, you're going to see ups and downs. You are. So the thing is when you start getting healthy there, you're going to actually go through a lot of hurt more than you thought. And I started really opening up these Pandora boxes. Is that how you say that? (laughs) these boxes and not realizing that in the back of my head, I had all these little memories and I've been fighting so hard. I don't understand how my husband can know the details of everything of his life. Like he can remember so many things. I mean, just details, sense, looks, little things when he was young and me, I have such a hard time. And I've talked about this before on some of my podcasts. If you ever wanted to go back and revisit those, you sure can. But, you know, like my therapist says, you know, all the mental health that are issues that I went through as a kid and all that toxicity, uh, I ended up finding a way to make myself safe. And how I did that was, of course, I uh, would just only remember the bad things as far as I would put channel things away, put things away. And then I would start hiding that up. You know, as I got older, um, things that happened through me, I would just put those away. And now that I've been going through a lot of self you know, like help and doing therapy. She's opening up more. And she said, she had warned me. Yes, you're going to start seeing this. You're going to start remembering things. And I didn't think that was a possibility. So as I'm going through TikTok, there's been a few things I see. And, and you know, TikTok is so cool because it gets you straight to people who are just like you. And that's the best thing I love about it is, yeah, my kids were on it four or five years ago. I seen them doing the cute little dance, the cute little, you know, oh, popsy whoopsie. Oh, yeah, I'm dancing. And I just put it off as, oh, it's a cute little kid's app. You know, it's nothing that I need. I wish, I wish that I would have gotten into it and really gotten to see it more. Because then I wouldn't be able to be, again, what TikTok does is I love it. Is that it puts you with like-minded people, people that went through the same thing, people, people, people who, um, who, you know, like me, girls who had moms that were very toxic, moms that honestly live off this toxicity and love it like a drug where they, you know, when things are going good, they, cause they're in their whole life as a, as they they were young, like me, they, their moms did the same thing. You know, when things are going good, they got to just, they got it up and just fire it up and already there. Oh, we're having a good day. Well, let's crack a mug. Let's, let's make someone upset. Let's, you know, if we're doing great with this sibling, you know, if I'm doing great with this, this situation, I want to make sure that there's something, you know, just can't live with something just going good, you know, and I find myself doing the same thing, right? I start getting on this pattern of where things are going really good. My relationship with my husband is deep and heavy. We're doing great. It's been three or four months. We're doing these really awesome things. We're going on trips. The kids are going great. Sports are going good. We're communicating and I'm starting to get fight or flight. Like, oh my God, 
there's got to be something wrong. Oh my gosh. So then I start digging at that, you know, that heel, that, you know, that little, little thing across your darn, you know, your, your cut that is healing it, the scab that is keeping everything going good. And I got to start picking at it because I'm so worried that that isn't healing right. And so I'm digging at it and all of a sudden I'm making it bleed again. And here I can't just leave it alone. So I see, and I understand that there's just, they were so many years of this toxicity shit going on, you know, having parents that were so terribly just all about just, just this negative crap shitload on your shoulders as a kid and I started seeing that when I was a kid and you start hunkering down and you're worried about them coming home and and you're worried about how their day is so you start viewing the room and worried about all these things and that's not you know something that every child should ever have to deal with but I really wished that to deal with all that I would have been able to have an a, a place to heal from at this point in my life, when you know I first had my first and second and third baby, I wasn't ready to really just say, hey, I failed. You're not doing very good. You're struggling. You as a parent are not where you should be. And you honestly need the help because I wasn't ready. And I wish that TikTok, I would have taken the time because honestly, it puts you with the people. There's so many people on there. They're doing the same thing, going through the same thing. They're talking about it. They're, they're bringing awareness to all this that's going on. An era where parents... Honestly, we're not there for their children. It was all about them. And they only learn that from each and every generation. So I'm a fourth generation uh, um, uh, toxic mom. Like I honestly, honestly know that that's how I am. And I need to work on my addiction. This addiction of wanting to just tear up and just want this chaos every time that there's something good and that is only because I was hurt as a child and a young child and going up and through even into my adult life when I tried to establish a relationship with my mother and and establish a relationship with my grandmother because after years of my mom telling me how terrible this woman was and just you know gaslighting me always constantly about this girl this woman this person that's supposed to be in my life and my mom talking about her father and how terrible he was and her you know just knowing all this here I am realizing this is a, a this is this is never going to stop. This is never like, it's a non, the more I try to have a relationship with my grandmother, my mom was on me trying to tear that, that it's just going to be this channel of after channel rippling effect. And I need to get some help. I need to figure this out. I need to know what is going on. And I started to take a step back. But the thing is, is the more I took the step back and I started voicing myself and standing up for myself, the worse the relationships got. The more she, at the end, and the way she did it in the back, in the back, you know, when people were gone and not present, and this is what she always did, and I've seen this with her friends and her friendships, even her closest friends. Once they left, after her trips with them, she put it out all amazing out there in the world. We had such an amazing trip, beautiful pictures. Talk about how that her friend, best friend, but in the end, she's leaving that and talking these worst things about her friends, about how they didn't do enough for her, this and that. They didn't put her first, and just the toxic things that were coming out of her. I started finding that myself. I started doing that with my husband and me, and I started doing it with his family and I started doing that with anything and everything and it was just a spiral. 
So I found myself really wishing I had outlets. And, you know, now we have these awesome outlets, which is, you know, so many people putting themselves out on social media, talking about this, talking about how they uh, came out and involved and how they could find help, seeking help. So no, I'm not healed and I never will be. And I'll never be 100% of anything. I really honestly, I know I'm not any better than anybody. I'm not any better than my mom or my dad or my siblings, my husband, my kids. I'm struggling just like them. Because that's one thing I hear, you know, is, well, Dina, you just think you're so much better than us. The thing is, is I don't think I'm any better than you. But I'm so tired of the same thing. Every year, there's always something like this. It's every year, it's this child did this, so I'm going to go, I'm going to be best friends with this kid and talk crap about the other ones. And then when this relationship blows up, because there's going to happen, and it does, and it's been happening for years. Because you see, I think people look at it as, oh, it just happened. This is recent. This is something that you got upset. You didn't get your way. You're putting your foot down. I always saw you as a spoiled little brat. You were constantly needy. And I just, that's what I saw. And I heard it. That's what I heard. I heard that constantly. And as much as it hurts to hear that, I was. I was a needy, spoiled little brat child. I was very much that. I have that child too. I have the children. I have five of them and they're all like that. They're very needy and they're spoiled rotten. And that's because I did that. But one thing that sets me aside is that I sit and I listen and I don't do it like a hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. I love my phone and I love my TikTok. I love my social media. I love my outlets that I need to get away for two seconds. I love that. My TV show hanging out with my husband. I need that. My once a night getaway with a girlfriend, have some chicken wings and and have a couple beers and talk about life and just get away. I need that. But there's a difference between the toxic love that I received and my love that I give my children and listening to them and treating them as if they are their own person versus telling them they are not their own person and that I own them like a piece of property. Because you know those saying, if I had you, I can take you out of this world that's awesome in all your own thoughts. You were raised that way, I'm sure, and you want to make hard children, really tough children. I get it. Right? I mean, you're so worried about us, our generation, the millennials, the licit digits, whatever you say. <laughs> the people born in the 80s. We're whining and throwing fits over here because we want to be heard. And we got tons and tons of, yay, you did it, awards, participation. But I didn't need the participation award. What I really needed was your hard love pushing me at the sidelines, telling me to work my ass off, telling me to hustle, be a good sportsmanship, shake my coach's hand, tell him thank you, whether I liked him at that moment. And what I really needed you to do was when I came home and told you that I was hurt because someone said something to me on the bus, I didn't need you to tell me, get over it, shut the fuck up, stop being a whiny baby, and get your chores done. 
What I really need you to do is just listen to me. And honestly, yeah, your opinion mattered, you know, but the thing was, is you just thought that for two seconds that you needed to own me. I wasn't a piece of property. And I didn't choose who my parents were. And if I did choose who my parents were, I'm telling you what, I would have chosen a parent that would have listened to me. I grew up in this world where I had friends that had parents that were not like me, and I seen the difference. And I just kept holding on to that hope. Because people kept telling me, you're so lucky, you should just enjoy what you have. Be appreciative. Be humble. I had hard parents growing up, and they just did the best they can for me. But I'll tell you what. If I could choose, if I could have chosen, and no, we cannot choose who our parents are, and yes, we should love them and love them and thank them and and be humble and just, just, that's it. Because there's no tomorrow. They might be here and gone tomorrow. Dina, you need to love them, respect them. But in all that glory that honestly I needed that moment To when I come running to you as a parent to say, hey, I am listening to you. I hear you. Your voice is important to me. And I'm proud of you for talking to me about this. Because what happened was I stopped talking to my parents. I stopped telling them things. And I stopped talking about most concerns in my life. And you know what? I bet you didn't know, but I peed the bed till I was 13, 14 years of age. I hid that so many years, and the ridicule from it for myself was terrible. I felt terrible. I would remember waking up and hiding it. I put my daughter to sleep the other night, and I know she's been hiding her peeing from me. And I grabbed her cute little sweet face. That face was covered in cute little freckles and I kissed her cute little nose and her cheeks. And as I had both hands on both of her face, I said, sweetheart, hey girl, you can pee your bed all you want. Because you know what? I did it when I was a kid and it was the terriblest thing ever is not having parents that could understand me and try to help me and to be okay with it and tell me it was okay because it honestly was There was nothing wrong with peeing my bed. It was something. And you know what? After me going through it with my oldest and even going through it with my kids now, realizing that's what kids do, I want them to know that that was okay and not to hide anything from me like that. She looked at me and said, I know, Mom. I know. And I just was like, honey, if you pee your bed, I'm here. I will change your sheets. I will... Fix your blanket and we'll get you a new one. Don't you ever, ever be afraid to tell me because I love you. And that's what I needed as a kid. Because our faults are, are there and they are. We all have faults. I wanted it to be heard and I wanted my daughter and my kids to know that I hear them even when they're at their worst when they're out there on their on the court and they're feeling, they feel like they didn't do enough, my words are hard on them. And I am hard on you. But when you're off that court and you come home and you're sitting in your bedroom and I poke in and I say I love you and ask you what you need more from me, and I tell you how proud I am and I loved watching you, I did it because I wanted you to be strong 
And I want you to be proud of me as a parent too. Because no, I'm not going to give you those awards. Because I was given so many of those during soccer and during basketball and during wrestling. It's just throughout those sports. But I really needed just was a parent on the sideline yelling at me. Telling me they're proud of me and that they hustle and telling me to do better. Whether I like that sport or not, because you know what it does. It's not fun, and I've been there. It's not fun. I'm not a fan of volleyball, and I'm going to tell you right now that is not my thing, this whole volleyball thing. But I did it this year because you know what? I needed to be there for my kids, whether I liked it or not. Because that was the biggest thing my dad would tell me. Well, I wasn't really interested in that. How could you not be interested in your child doing something they love? They're out there with their big old grin on and they're loving it. They're working hard. They're hustling and they're showing up to practice and they're doing something they love in their, with their team sport or their, with their teammates or even if it's just something individual. Because I missed that boat. I missed it. My oldest loved, 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 loved fishing and he loved everything else besides what I thought he had to do because that's how I was raised. But just because I was raised that way doesn't mean it's okay. See, I had this big old glory of, oh, I'm going to have a big football player and he's going to wrestle and I'm going to have all this because that's what I saw. I saw parents who only showed up to those games and praised you when you did those things. Never praised you when when something was different. Yeah, right? You know, when something was out of their realm or out of what they thought was right, right? The righteousness. This is, you do this sport. This is the good, this is, pussies do those other sports, right? Pussies play, don't, they play, pussies play PlayStation and and they, they, if you want to be a tough kid, you need to play sports. So here I was, you know, parenting that way. And it sucks that we have to take our first child and learn. But you know, the thing is, it's not over. This is not over. I can't tuck my leg or that tail between my legs. And I can't, you guys, I just can't hide and pout and be bummed and just keep this mean, nasty hate in my brain that I messed up and I can't fix it because you know what? I'm just going to be shy of 40. And I am young and I'm vibrant and I'm still going and I'm not going to let that excuse ever, ever hinder me. I sought and seeked help. And TikTok was that for me this past year. As much as people made fun of me for being on Facebook and when it first came out, as much as people ridiculed me for using Facebook when it first came out, I needed it too. There was people on there I could talk to and can share my stories And I needed to be able to see that there is other people who are like me and that I too struggling. My struggles are their struggles too and I'm not the only one. And all the years of my parents telling me I was a big whiny baby and even now, even within this year, telling me I need to change and I need to accept my parents and I need to accept them for who they are and I should be just lucky and happy that you have them here. 
That's like saying, stay in your relationship because he's beating you. You're lucky to be married to him. At least he's working and paying the bills. But hey, that's the same thing. You can't do that. I know I could receive a call today or tomorrow, right now, seconds, whatever, about a parent being lost. But I've come to this conclusion, to this time in my life. That does not even come close to me living this daily thing in my brain where I just want to be seen and I need to see myself. And I can't see myself when I'm taught and told and constantly under this umbrella of parents who are toxic and their only thing that fills their tank is seeing you struggle and and seeing you obey their wants and needs. These wants and needs of of making you feel you are not adequate, you are not okay, that your feelings don't matter. And no, it's not a big baby to tell a person you are hurt. That's what people do for each other. People love each other and they listen to each other. And yes, we have disagreements. And yes, we see things differently. And yes, my parents are different and I should totally just see their views. But I do see their view. The thing difference between them and myself is that I want to change how I think and my and how I was raised. I want to change how I am as a parent and how I handle how my children are. It didn't cost me any extra to make that decision. That wasn't something that was the struggle. That wasn't something that would I'd have to chop my hands off or I would have to go blind for. That was something that gave me a better outlook, a better way of being and In all my life, I've heard this for so many years from my dad and my mom. Be a good person. Don't steal, cheat, and lie. And you know what? In all their preaching of that, I don't understand how they can stand there to your face and tell you you are not a good person. You are a baby, your feelings don't matter, and you're just, were such a hard child to discipline, you were a hard, it's all you did was be crybaby, and all, all you did was be negative. But I think there comes a time, and a, a, a time where you, you just want to see what your child is, is preaching to you right? When they're struggling so bad in school and they're really just need help, you go and you help and you get the best people to help them, right? They're struggling in sports and I've seen my dad bust his butt so hard to get his kid on the right track to a better way of wrestling. And when his knees blew out or his knee blew out, he got him to the best surgeon to correct that, to make it work so this kid can get back on the back on the mat, get back on the field and play hard. But the thing was, is you preach doing that, get them the best help, but you cannot 
change and get the best help for yourself. You sit there and you say this, right? But your only thing is you have to realize at some point when you look around at the end of the day and you're seeing your family and who's here and who's talking to you and who's in your inbox or who's reached out to you and who this and that and if you feel like your parenting skills were just fine That's not someone I want in my life. And it would be sad. It would. I lost a grandfather this year, actually a couple weeks ago. And I wasn't sad that he passed away. And I can't, I don't know how to explain that 100%. It sounds mean. And I'm trying to think in my brain of how to explain this to you. What I was sad for was that I wanted to reach out and hug and love those people who were hurting. They lost someone they loved. But it felt superficial, right? It felt as if I'd be going down that channel again. I would be paddling up this river that I just can't get up. And every time I think I'm getting close to my destination and we're and we're going to be there, it's a storm comes in and throws me something different. And I know you're thinking, "Oh, well that's what life is. Well, I get this." But it's unfair when you have people who lie to you, manipulate you, and gaslight you into feeling that your feelings and the way you're thinking, your thoughts are just wrong. So how am I supposed to want to comfort and be there for you and, and, and be a part of anything like that? That's a decision I made a long time ago because my therapist asked me, how are you going to feel one day when you get the call? Is you're going to get this call and that can come in with anybody. The call that maybe your mom or dad had passed, and this is something that you're going to have to think about, and this is something you're going to have to meditate on and think. And I did. I, I took a good amount of days thinking about it. Come into our second session and so, and after talking about it, and I finally said, I have my answer. I'm going to be very upset and, and, and miss that person. But the thing is, is I missed them already. I had missed them. I don't miss the toxicity. I miss that every time we get back in the relationship, it was like a new relationship. You know what I mean? That's with anybody. Remember those new relationships? Because that's how it is every time. Every time we have these ups and downs with my family, it's a new relationship. The beginning is so fun. Haven't seen you in a while. We We weren't talking to each other. And it's new. And that's the scary part. Because this is how they do it. They do. During the holidays, they reach out to you. During the time someone passes away, they reach out to you. That's the only time. And the new relationship starts that way. They give you these little things, and there's gifts, and there's these little things, and everything's going great. 
But that's the scary part too. Because as much as you're paddling upstream and everything's going great, the scenery's beautiful, there's still that thought of a storm coming. Because when it starts to get really good, that's when the storm likes to hit. And that's when my parents just all of a sudden throw you up something. They get you just happy as be, right? Things are going good. They get things out of that you want, right? They get these really great feelings that they need. That addiction, that is starting to be filled. It's feeling good, but then that dies off for them. And they need their addiction fix again. They need that dramatic thing that happens when they cause havoc. They will give you a little bit Here, give you $100 bills and you're happy about that. Well, then they're just going to give you, instead of giving you $100 bills every time, they're going to start inching to see how much more they can give, less they can give you without you noticing. And also they give you a $5 bill or even a $10 bill. And then you realize, hey, that you're giving me hundreds. And you just, you kind of hold them accountable for it. Hey, remember we we set a boundary that a hundreds, you know, not (laughs) saying it's all about money, but I'm talking about, this is a metaphor, people. So they're giving you this thing. And then they chop it in half, try to see what you do, and you're like, ooh, ooh, and you like, you speak up a little bit about it. Then they're like, crap. So they give you back again, then they just scale it down just a little bit more, and then that's what they do, right? Because that's what they want to do. They want to see what they can do to you, whether it's how they speak to you, what they do to you, throw something in there. Because you're the child, you're, they had you, you should do what they want, shut up and deal with it. Love him the way he is. Just love him the way he is. That's what I constantly heard from everybody. My stepmom constantly reassuring me that you just need to love your dad this way. You need to just, you should be lucky you have in his life. He's trying. These went on for years. It's not like it just happened today, yesterday, or, you know, it, no. It was that one day you just wake up and you see all these things and you start writing it down and you start really just making these little timelines. These are timelines that you start noticing patterns and then you start realizing this things are just something that's going to happen at all times and it's not something I want in my life. So yeah, it'd be sad, right? But the thing is, is I already lost those people. I already mourned their relationships with me. I mourned my mother's relationship. I mourned my father's relationship. I mourn relationships with my siblings and so many people and I'm just want you to know and if you're going through this right now you have to do this for your mental health you need to just step away these boundaries are set for a reason and I would set them constantly simple boundaries I want you more in my life and I really want you to communicate with me more you're hurting me I set these events with you these times to do these trips with you and you on a bat change your trip when I really wanted to spend time with you whether it was sitting in a parking lot camping out in that one spot that's what I wanted to do with you but your importance of everything you have a plan in your life is more important than that and see they just take that and they spin it around oh my gosh you were just you pulled it right out you made it more out than it was you just you gosh you're always like this there's so much things that need to be done we're busy we got to get things done you don't understand no i i i understand now 
and I don't have to have that in my life. I have things that I want to put more time into, my children and my husband. And to you, it seems lonely, right? To those people. But it's not. Getting my mental health on track was the best thing I could ever have done, and I wish I could have done that years ago. But that takes you admitting that you are failing. And see, failure isn't a good thing in our family. Oh my gosh, you can't admit that you don't know nothing. You do not know the best ways. You cannot admit that. There is the best thing ever is saying that I messed the fuck up. I screwed this up. That I failed. And it's the best feeling ever. It's the best feeling ever to put on Facebook to say, I struggled as a parent. I struggle as a friend. I struggle as a wife. And I just am struggling. That I messed up being this good person to people. That I was toxic to so many people. That I screwed up and literally, honestly, went in the spiral. And I should have should have noticed all this. Because that's the difference between myself and my mom and my dad and everybody else. It doesn't make me any better. Is that I'm willing to say I messed up and apologize and try to be a better person. Because I am not alone on all this. And I sat here yesterday and the day before and I was always going through TikTok. I seen something and I really, I grabbed a hold of it and was listening to it. And it was, came across where it was this guy saying, what is one thing that your mom said to you that has always stuck with you? And I was going to do it where I was going to talk about Um, my beauty and my size. See, as I was growing up, my mom constantly, and my dad too, complimented me on my beautiful face and my long legs and beautiful skin and how beautiful I was. And if I just kept that, even my dad would constantly tell me I I would just, I would be the best thing ever. So I grew up thinking if I get fat, if I get wrinkles, if I don't keep this beautiful face of mine, that I will just be a failure. And that was the scariest thing having. I remember having my first son and I remember going over to my dad's house after that and trying to tell him I got back in my pants, dad. And I remember that being the most important thing. I don't know why it's so important for anyone in this world to think that that's what needs to happen after you have a first baby or even have a baby. What should have been most important was him giving me a hug and saying, wow, what a beautiful grandson that you, you know, wow, you're amazing mom. I'm so proud of you. And that day that comes when I first get my first grandchild or if I've even blessed for that and, and whatever they decide to do, I hope that I can just find some way to make sure that I do a little better than that. So yeah, that's what stuck with me. So I saw this TikTok and that's what I was going to talk about. I was going to do a TikTok on that, but for some reason, as I had my phone in my face, admiring my beautiful face, and yes, I'm going to brag a little bit because you know what? That's so important and you should brag about yourself. You should be able to say something good about yourself because you know, honestly, I was told that I constantly bragged when I was a kid and that I wasn't able to do that. 
I was told, don't do that. Because I was always reminded of my faults. Nothing good. But no, I'm going to. I'm beautiful and I'm worth it. My size is gorgeous. I have beautiful rules. My cellulite's amazing. My knees, everything. But back onto this TikTok thing. Holding this phone in my face. And I am getting ready to do this and I'm trying to think of what I need to say and I, and I actually knew I I did it a couple times and you know my mom used to if you just keep your beautiful face and your looks you'll be just fine because you're super beautiful you're just gorgeous if you just keep that and that's what I was going to do but all of a sudden it switched into something entirely that I forgot about it was a memory that popped in my head and I was like oh my god Yay, because I've been begging to see more memories. I've been begging for more. But, you know, on top of the, the memories that I've been wanting, like, what did my mom's wedding cake taste like? I couldn't never remember. I've seen pictures of it. But that came in my it came in real quick. But then the it came, as much as fast as that came in, the, the smell and the taste of my mom's boots hitting my face the day of her wedding came in faster. And it shut down that, that that taste of wedding cake and the happiness was gone quick. My brain is terrible. It wants me to remember these things and I don't understand. And I understand it does to, to remind you of, of, of terrible things and things that can hurt you so that you will be safe. But as much as it's doing that to me, it, it, it hinders me as a mom, it hinders me as a, a wife, a friend, or even as a daughter, because I was always constantly shushed out. I remember the taste of her leather red boots hitting me in the face. Because I was a 13, or, ugh, preteen snotty little brat all she wanted was a lot of attention from her parents she was upset jealous and really wanted to be a part of something that she just felt like she wasn't a part of her mom and dad got a divorce and here she her mom was immediately in with a relationship not talking months later immediately I seen things and it hurt. I remember the smell of the floor and I remember the grate from the air conditioning. I remember the toilet sitting to my side as she was kicking me and telling me that I ruined everything for her and it was all because of me that everything was the way it was. That I was just like my dad and I ruined her life. I remember going, feeling so bad that I did that because it was her wedding day. I remember holding myself accountable for that day for years and even now. But when I did that TikTok, 
just started to realize no I did not ruin her day and no I do not owe her anything and no I did not deserve that second that minute I don't owe her and I don't owe my dad a single fucking thing they're my parents and they're supposed to guide us tuck us in at night and tell us if we pee the bed that they will wash our sheets help us get into comfy pajamas or get into our school clothes and that we are okay and we're normal and no babies don't just pee their beds it is a known fucking fact that it can last for a long ass time if I could choose a parent sure shit wouldn't have been that so I don't owe you a thing you choose not to buy good things for yourselves and you choose not to buy good shoes and to put us kids first you chose to have holes in your jeans you chose that You chose to beat a girl on your wedding day in her bathroom because you were upset and pissed and outraged and hurt. You didn't choose to get help, to get better, to be healthy mentally, physically, any way you could. You kept on that journey. A parent is supposed to be there for their children. I shouldn't have to, at that age, lie to a school nurse why I was hurt, why my jaw was not in its spot. After a couple days of feeling I couldn't eat, and I couldn't do anything much. I was lost with that situation. I lied to the school nurse as she fixed it for me, and I know she had to have known. But why do those memories constantly only fill my brain? I wanna know details. I was so excited when that detail of the cake taste came into my mouth, but dwindled as that the leather hit my face again. I want to remember details of what were Christmas is like. That's when I was little. I only have faint ones, a couple of them. We'll have to touch base on those. But usually they were fights and listening to my mom and dad screaming at each other which I am no 
innocent on that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to put a B-U-T there, but there's no excuse. All I can do now is go forward. And all I can do now is just beg myself and put myself into positions where I can learn to be better and to really honestly get help. I failed. I failed as a wife, as a mom, as a sister. And that's all I can do. We don't owe them anything. And if you're listening to this and you have a someone that says you owe them something because they gave you so much, that they provided you a house, they p- took you to games, and they took you this and that, they got you clothing, you had the best of everything, you had everything, you got to go to do all this stuff. You don't owe them anything. Because <laughs> if I got to have chosen, I would have chosen a parent would have listened to me and seen me seen me for what was going on seen that I was being sexually abused and would have seen that I was going through so much in my brain I needed to be safe that when I went to bring up this stuff I wouldn't be hushed and told I was making it all up that I had to confide in my friends more than I could confide into my parents. And now my husband, who hears me tell these stories, looks at me and just can't believe the things that happened to me. And bless his freaking soul, man, putting up with me, right? I am so blessed. And for years, I just really wanted to be seen. And all these years, was begging from people who honestly, from the beginning, from the time I was conceived, didn't want to see me. They wanted me to be who they wanted me to be. And if that meant telling and hushing me, that was the way it was going to be. So yes, I, I had a home... I got to do a lot of cool things, hunting trips, and my dad teaching me how to fish, and my dad teaching me his joy and love of his farm. My mom showed me how awesome working with your hands in the garden can be, making salsa, but I really just wanted to be seen. So yes, you don't owe them anything. You don't. Those are things that parents got to do for our kids. I do that because I want my children to have this stuff. But then the real important thing is is I want to hear my children and I want to see them. I want to see each and every one of them and their differences and not try to make them any different than they should be other than to guide them and if they ask me for help and they need help and they feel lost I want to be there for them as much as I want them to be hardcore sports kids and and be all these awesome athletes I want to see them for who they really are if they're not a football player and they're more of a fisherman I want to see them for that 
if they aren't into sports and they're not out there running their butts off and a big wrestler and they honestly want to just bake a cake and go to state doing that, I want to see that. And the only sad part is I didn't see this till now because I was so caught up in this thing that I was, that I seen and, and uh, that I, that I thought, right? That I thought was the way to do it. Because for so many years I was told that's what is right. You're hushed. You can't do that. You do what I say. And I seen that, right? Because I seen my parents and what they, what they, what they put their time into. My dad put his time into any sports and, and that watching videos after videos after each meet, putting his time into worshiping something, medals, put on medals in one spot. And that is it. That's what I saw. So as I had children, that's what I thought I needed. But the thing is, is you don't see your children when you do that. You don't see that they're awesome little actors and they love comedy and they have these neat personalities and that they want to just act. You don't see that they love to draw and that they love slugs and bugs. And you don't see that they're amazing in the kitchen and they love to cook and hunt and fish. And they love to teach anyone who says, hey, I want to learn how to fish. You don't see a bubbly little personality who loves friends and loves just being a goofball. <laughs> you don't see a little kiddo who loves his PlayStation who just wants to be on there because he thinks it's the coolest thing ever to run around shooting everything. <laughs> Those things you don't get to see. So if you're struggling right now, just sit down one day and look at your children and see their things they love to do. See them for once, just for once. Don't try to see them for what you want, that you want these stars and you want them to be successful in big doctors and lawyers or whatever. Be okay with whatever they do. Be okay if they decide they just want to be a homesteader and live off the land and not do anything. Be okay with them if they want to live off of welfare and sit at home and play PlayStation all day and that that's what they're going to do. Be okay with that and see them for who they are and see them and and love them. Because there's nothing wrong with that. Don't do what I did and push and push and push. Just see them for once. And the thing, cool part is, is that even if you're struggling now and you feel like your kids are grown, grown and they're out of the house, you still can change your ways and you still can get better and you can seek help. This is the world of, you know, keep going. Everybody makes mistakes. They do. I'm one of them. When you're constantly going down that road and you're constantly saying, I don't want to be in that road, but you're there. That's when you have to wonder, are these people really trying? 
we live in this awesome world where so much technology we can be connected we have planes the cost of that is just not even close to what it used to be you can get on and go see someone you can be on free 99 facebooking each other you can put time into your children and listen and see them for who they are and what they really love even if it's not something you want to do or even believe in if they like PlayStation and you're not really into it, if they're into whatever, get into it for two seconds for them. Don't do it for you. Do it for them. So yeah, see your kids, see yourself, see your, you could even use this for your seeing your husband, seeing your sisters, seeing your brothers, see them for who they are. Know who you want them to be. It's just, you need to realize if those people in your life are not trying, it's not worth it. And so, yeah, there's going to be a day where I'm going to really, 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 really have to sit and think about this where... They're no longer with us, but they are already have passed on for me. And I've really honestly been mourning that relationship. It's gone. It will never be there and I will never pick back up. I just can't. This is a promise that I made to myself, my husband. And as much as so many can't understand that, there's a purpose for that. You get tired of trying You get tired of thinking and hoping that this is going to be it. They're just going to pick up on that and you give a little bit and you start breaking down those boundaries and you accept them in just for a second only for, you know, for them just to gain access to you again. Be there for a second. Be a shiny, beautiful apple only to find a worm in there that comes busting right out. And there they are again. The same old situation just were trying to inch you in for that two seconds. I don't know about you guys, but I want someone that's going to try and is going to keep going and that I don't have to ever worry if they're going to bust out in their old ways and come flying out only because they had one motivation and that was to get you back in. I don't owe anybody anything. I worked hard for what I have. I didn't choose my family or my fa- my husband or my <laughs> Okay. I chose him. Yes. Dina. I didn't choose my parents. <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoyed this. This was just something I really wanted to put out on out on my voiceage or whatever. I wanted to really talk about this. And if you want to see more, feel free to follow me on TikTok. I am a chat with you. So here we are. Enjoy the rest of your time. I thank you so much for everything and being a part of this. And if you have any questions and want to reach out to me, go ahead and drop that below and um, send me a message. Love to chat with you. And again, this is your host, Dina Austin. And good day. Mm -hmm.